Aalto University Podcast. In the Adventures in Entrepreneurship Law podcast series, Petra Hietanen-Kunwald and Kalle Airo from Aalto University explore business law from an entrepreneurial point of view with expert guests. In some episodes, their co-host is Moritz Scherleitner. The podcast content is meant for education and is not intended to constitute legal advice. How to Prevent Disputes Proactive Law in Practice Our guest is Petra Hietanen-Kunwald, Doctor of Law, Aalto University Business Law. Entrepreneurship Law with Petra and Kalle Litigation in courts is a time-consuming and expensive process and can be a significant risk for startups who often have limited resources. In this episode, Kalle and Moritz talk with Petra Hietanen-Kunwald about how to prevent legal disputes and how to take a strategic, proactive approach to conflicts. We learn about the archetypes of dispute resolution in civil and commercial matters, litigation and arbitration on the one hand, and negotiation and mediation on the other. So when you do business, especially grow a new business, you sometimes run into conflicts. And often you think of these conflicts as legal disputes only, but there are other dimensions. Of course, the legal dimension, but also economic, as in business dimension, and then the human dimension. And today we will discuss this with an expert who you already know relatively well. So, Petra, welcome in your new role to the hot seat. Thank you. So, why is this dispute resolution in hard, especially in courts? I think I, I will take this from a larger angle to, to explain this. But uh, I'm very fond of system theory, about uh, which deals about different systems in which we are acting. And so we have, for instance, a business or economic system that, that's here. We have uh, arts as a system, and we have the legal system, and many others. Um, in addition, we have this human dimension. So when we have a legal dispute, very often, or normally, it ha- has or is handled within the, only within this legal system, which means that uh, it is presented in a way that the legal system, the courts, can decide the issue. Which means that I have to present the the case in a way, I have to make claims that the court can decide. And they will decide only about these legal issues. Very often, though, the dispute also has this other dimension. It has a business dimension. It has a human dimension. It has other dimensions. So the court cannot see all these other dimensions, but needs to handle this dispute only within its own rationality, which means that when we have the outcome, the the court decision, it is completely makes sense within the legal system. So it, it is according to the law, the decision, uh, and, and they have handled all the relevant claims and you get your money or not. Uh, but it does not uh, necessarily make sense in other systems. 
So while we are perfectly happy within the legal system, it, you can be very dissatisfied with the solution in other systems. In the business, it doesn't make sense in the business system, for instance, or it doesn't make sense from from a, uh, from the human dimension. Can be very uh, unhappy with the with the outcome, even though you think that the court will now uh, uh, give you satisfaction or justice which is often not the case. And this is why it makes, why it's handling within only the dispute that the legal system makes it so difficult and, and difficult to understand for, for people. This reminds me a bit uh, about the system theory from Niklas Luhmann. Exactly. Do you think that this is a powerful way to describe this, this setting? Yeah, I think this is the very powerful way is the, is the, is the uh, system theory from Niklas Luhmann. And he's, he is exactly describing these different dimensions and these different systems. And, and uh, when you observe what happens in the courts, they have to filter the reality, they have to communicate in their own way. It's, it's exactly, it corresponds to this uh, system theory, and that's exactly on what it is built on. How do people actually end up in these legal disputes? Uh, so legal disputes, you don't wake up one morning and say, oh, now I want to go to court and ha <laughs> have a claim or sue this person. And, and what is maybe still important to say that we talk about systems, about civil uh, law systems, so about, uh, not about criminal law. We, we talk about our business, business conflicts and bis business disputes. So the thing is that, that when we have a legal dispute, It is, the, we have a legal dispute, is at the end of a, an escalation that starts from a conflict. And when we, as I told, the, the legal dispute is, is quite a narrow concept because we, we have to convince the court that we are right. Uh, it has also elements, but it's, it's difficult to, to describe these all other elements. But anyway, it starts from a conflict. And a conflict is very much different from a dispute. It's much a broader concept. And a conflict is, it starts when somebody, or there are different, different uh, uh, definitions, but usually it starts when somebody thinks that you or some other person frustrates your interests or concerns. So you think, for instance, that uh, or, or person thinks uh, that they are entitled to some resources, to money, to reputation, to recognition, uh, to something else, and you as the other person don't satisf give it to them. So this is the conflict, and it's, that's a very, very broad uh, concept, and you will have conflicts every day in, in different situations in, uh, which, which do not escalate to legal disputes. Uh, so, so the conflict is a very broad concept, uh, And I also want to stress that the conflict as such is not a bad thing. So we have many conflicts in life and very often they, they uh, contribute to the development of society. It's not about the conflict that is bad. It's more about or negative or has negative. In fact, sometimes it has, sometimes it ha does not have. Uh, very often it, it contributes to changes that are important. Uh, but, but what is important is that we handle this conflict well. Because if we do not handle this, it will escalate. And then at the end of the day, we might have a legal, a legal dispute. 
that we need to bring to court who does not really know how to handle this whole thing. So, so um, from we have very different models how this escalation takes place. And this is also very important to understand that in the beginning, uh, for instance, there's Glasel's model on, on, this, this, uh, on escalation of conflicts. Uh, in the beginning, people still can talk to each other. They talk and, and you still can relate to each other and they still are interested in, in the real conflict. What is the issue? Uh, what are my interests? What are my goals and so on? But the more you get into this escalation, the less important are the real interests. But then people's, the, the, the dispute becomes often then more important than the, the interests uh, which were originally at stake. Then they only want to have right and wrong and who is, I, I, I need to get this through and I need to get this money. But they don't not anymore think about this, uh, er, uh, about this early stage, about the interests, what they're really interested in. And this is the problem when we have a higher escalation of, of, of the conflict in a, into a legal dispute. So at the end of the day, you do not have any more uh, the interests that are important, so what the people want, but more what people, uh, some kind of positions. It's only I want this, I want that, and, uh, but, but not the real, the real goals. They are not important anymore. Okay, so this actually reminds me of something that Aalto University wants to everybody to learn. So it's called entrepreneurial mindset and basically having agency and owning your own work. And they're one of the big things that if you see a problem that's almost on your turf, you should take care of that before it actually grows and the situation escalates. Yeah. Exactly. It's, you have more agency the lower you are in this escalation uh, circle. The higher it goes, then usually you start to outsource the, the conflict, for instance, to lawyers. Who will then take it to court? You don't have you don't have any agency anymore, for instance, and this is um, this is why intervention at early stages are very important. So, Peter, what does an entrepreneur have to know about legal disputes? Um, what is important to know, apart from this escalation uh, thing that that the conflict tends to escalate, is that to understand for the entrepreneur. Uh, that we always, uh, also a business conflict, a business dispute, a legal dispute, it's, it's never only about the law, the legal dispute. It's always about the business or about something else. So that's very, in, very, very important to, to understand for the entrepreneur. What is also important is that when you make claims, it's much easier, it's even when you sell uh, goods or services, it's much easier to make to, to just show your position. So we have kind of an iceberg model, uh, and what we see is very often only the tip of the iceberg. So we see that uh, only the position, and if it's an escalated uh, dispute uh, or high escalation, we see very small positions, what they present, claims for damages or something. What is too important to understand is that behind, below, what you cannot see, there is a whole lot of other things of interests and needs that people, even in business life, do not uh, show. So, so there are, we speak about uh, the difference of, of positions and interests. And we can have in, in conflict management and conflict theory, and we have can have very uh, different interests and needs, basic needs that are 
uh, not shown uh, to the other party, to the other person. Uh, but for the entrepreneur, it is important because uh, they usually want, if you want to solve, for instance, conflict at a lower stage, you need to know that behind this, this tip of the iceberg, we have quite a lot of interests. And these interests can be about resources, about how to share profit, about how one person wanting, for instance, uh, dividends, the other one wanting to grow the business. It can be about, so it, there can be substantive um, interests. Uh, there can be psychologic, psychological interests, so you have some kind of relation you would like to have, or you have uh, want to have cooperation in reality. You want to have cooperation, but you don't show it. Um, uh, there can also be uh, some kind of procedural interest, what I'm very interest, interested in, uh, because it's, it's at the basis of, of procedural law uh, that very often people just want to be heard. They just want to uh, that somebody sees their concerns, that they talk to them, and then they ca can open up and very often uh, when you only look at the positions, all these other aspects are forgotten about. So, so again, it is important to see these different dimensions. You have the legal dimension, you have positions, you have the business dimension, you have the human dimension, uh, and you may have many others. So, so it's, it's, it could be arts, what, the, what is art? Somebody wants to have recognition as an artist, for instance, which can be behind all these positions what are presented. And this is important to understand because if I, as an entrepreneur, understand that there are other, it's not about even when we are in business law here, it's not about the law, it's about many other things that, 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 that are underneath and that should be taken into account when we have conflict management. So to summarize this, you mean that um, what we see, this, this tip of the iceberg, we see, for instance, that, that one shareholder wants the dividend distributed and the other one wants to uh, leave the money in the company. But this is just kind of the effect uh, or kind of the outcome of much more which is behind um, this claim, much more which has informed the persons to say this or that in conflict management, we have to try to take into account as far as possible also what is behind exactly. the relative claims. Okay, interesting. So uh, when you see other people behaving in some way, and communication is behavior, of course, you can only infer what they are thinking, what they are feeling. So this is kind of the things that are hidden. And even if you think that you know what the other person is feeling or what the person is thinking, you in reality do not know that. Exactly. Because the, the, the thing is that the person uh, communicates in a certain way. And this communication, uh, what they show, what they say, might be very different from, from what they really feel or what they really want. And, and is, it's good to make a difference. And uh, it's also good to not infer from the behavior certain certain mindset or certain certain opinions or something like this. So how should entrepreneurs manage conflicts? Um, so first of all, uh, as I said, that there is a, an escalation. Uh, it is very important. We have this kind of, of movement like proactive law. 
and they think and there are very good scholars here in, in Finland uh, but all over the world also uh, so proactive law uh, a proactive approach means that you keep uh, the goals in mind so what you have so for instance that you want to have collaboration you try to use even though you have a conflict you try to use this conflict in a positive way and then and then try to keep the goals in mind the interests in mind and then structure and use the law or other structural changes uh, to implement these goals uh, proactive law means also that we have a user-centered approach so you think about uh, about the entrepreneur about the needs of your business partner for instance and, and about your own needs what what is important to them uh, so, but in this way you can uh, find some better outcome if if you have for instance an early intervention you you, you a very simple example would be for instance if you have a problem with a business partner that you don't just write messages nobody understands it but uh, call him or her and 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 uh, discuss this matter or when you have for instance even uh, in, in shareholders uh, agreements or between shareholders we very often see conflict uh, that's very typical because uh, there is first a honeymoon period everybody is, loves the idea everybody likes what they do but then at a certain point people have different interests they are not so much committed in the same way committed than the other one so it is very important in a proactive approach to uh, not wait until it escalates, but to uh, clarify already in the beginning what the interests of the different parties are, different persons, founders, for instance, how much they want to commit, what do we do if we want to, if the situation changes. It's very often also change management, uh, uh, so so that we that it, the dispute does not escalate and then it, we do not get into a situation where one partner, one founder wants to leave and or has different interests than the other. So it's always good to, to at a very early stage, to, to, to clarify what the goals are, what the interests are, and then try to put this into a shareholders agreement or other agreement, but also leave open room, relief room for changes, for change management, because we all know that life is not uh, the same. It might be very different. Look very different in f five years, but but it's it's very much uh, that uh, that that we have we have changes in 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 life, and 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 we should also be able to talk about these changes. So this is a, a proactive approach. Make clear what what people want. Uh, use then a certain legal frame to implement these uh, desires. Have room for early interventions, uh, for instance, that you talk to each other and also and, and, and then you probably will, it's more easier to prevent an escalation of, of conflicts, for instance, in, in, in between founders, for instance. So uh, also thinking about the long term, so not winning as much now as possible in order to be able to play together in the future also with the exactly. same, same players. Yeah. yeah. They are the same players. You also have to think as a in pro, pro, uh, proactive law approach that uh, the same players will be around for the next years, and, uh, and 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 you need to do cooperation, for instance. So so you also should think about this uh, dimension that it's very important to 
to not just kill the other one, but but keep keep them in the game and and may, and cooperate even if the other one if you have a conflict or a dispute. So this would be an, a proactive approach. Then it is also important to understand uh, that uh, for most companies, for most uh, the majority of companies. Uh, conflicts or, or litigation or going to the court, that's not a business model. So, so we, we should have, or they should have, uh, they, they should see also again that, that, that the, if there are conflicts, they are solved at a low level because it's, it's, there's no reason to, 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 uh, go to litigation or go to court, but they, they should have a strategy, what they go, are going to do if, if they have a problem with the subcontractor, for instance, what they have to do, what they will do if they have a problem with an employee, for instance. You have conflicts, possible conflicts everywhere. It's the employee, it's subcontractors, it's founders, it's uh, your customers. So there could be everywhere. Uh, and, and you need to decide what is important that they really want, for instance, go to the court which could be the case for instance if I have uh, IPR, intellectual property, uh, property rights that are really at the, at the, uh, in the center of my whole business idea, of course I need to defend this. So sometimes it's also necessary to go to the court, but it should be a conscious decision of the, of the entrepreneur and they should, uh, should know what to do and think about it in the beginning already. Peter, what does it mean going to the court? I mean, who bears the cost for this? Yes. So going to the court, uh, when, I, when I said that it's, uh, litigation is not a business model, if you go to the court, you need a lawyer, you need uh, the other party has a lawyer. So it means, first of all, costs. And these costs, is the, the visible costs are, for instance, the costs that you pay for the lawyer. But then you have... Uh, time issues. It needs quite a lot of time to go to the court. So the whole management will be uh, use quite a lot of resources to solve this, uh, set, uh, to find out what, what it was about, to get the evidence and so on. So there is quite a lot of time that we and, and costs that we have that are not directly visible. But they can be immense in, 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 in big court cases. So what you lose, you lose focus. You are not focused anymore on the business, on what you want to do, but you're focused on, on something that maybe has happened in the past is maybe not so important for you when you go to the court. You're, you're more or less uh, talking about past issues, not about your future. Uh, so, so. There are very many cost factors that when you go to court, it, it, you lose time, money, resources, focus and so on. So you really need to think when it makes sense to go to the court, to go to litigation and when it does not make sense. And I don't say, that's also important to say, it, sometimes it is necessary. You have to go there, but not all, not, should know when. So Peter, what ways are there to resolve legal disputes? Uh, well, depending on the escalation where we are, uh, we have different different possibilities, and and it's also there are also possibilities what the entrepreneur can use by him or herself. They don't need an outsider. And the first thing, the, the division the distinction we have is that there are consensual dispute resolution 
methods or forms of consensual, and then there are adjudicative forms of dispute resolution methods. Uh, the first means uh, that uh, I, I, I try to find a consensus with the other one. And this can happen, for instance, through negotiations. So we can have, uh, when we have a problem, and this is the first thing what, what you should do, you should negotiate with the other party. You should think, okay, we have this problem, uh, what shall we do about it? And, 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 and here, what is important is that uh, it's not only about this, a discussion about these positions, but it's also a discussion about these interests. What do you, and, and in the negotiations, the entrepreneur should analyze what they really want, what is the goal. They should not be, get un, unprepared to a negotiation, but they should analyze what is the goal, what I want, do I want, what are my interests, what are the interests of the other side, and, and, and then they should focus on, on the common issues, on the interests. And it's not uh, based on the interests. There might be other solutions that how you can solve the dispute. Um, and this is, uh, there's a very good book on, about it. This is called, uh, Getting to Yes from the Harvard Negotiation Project, which, uh, very easy read. And, and you could, could have a, a look at this. Uh, so this is principle based negotiations. Uh, when this does not, sometimes this doesn't work out, it's, it's for instance because uh, there is already emotions inside, people don't want to talk about uh, with, with each other anymore, or they don't want to share everything, then you can have an outsider uh, uh, to, to join the, the dispute resolution. And in this case, the outsider can assist the negotiation process, and this is called mediation. A mediation you can have, there are very different forms of mediation. You can have it at the very, very low escalation level of the dispute. You also can have it still when, when it's a, already a legal dispute. So uh, currently at the, for instance, uh, courts, uh, even courts, but also outside the courts, uh, very big disputes can be resolved with, through mediation. And then we have uh, the other side is adjudicative dispute resolution. So in mediation is still the parties decide if they what they want. They, they make a contract in the end if it's successful uh, and it's consensual. But then on the other side, you have the adjudicative uh, processes. And here uh, you have, for instance, litigation. So this means go to, going to the court, to the public court, general courts, civil courts. Uh, and then uh, as an alternative uh, that is very widely used in, in the business world, is arbitration, which means that I, uh, there is so to say, uh, you, you, it's, it's not in the ordinary courts, but in the, in the public courts, but you have, uh, you have an arbitral tribunal, you choose your arbitrator, they, they often have more business experience, uh, the, the process is faster, uh, usually than on the, on the others, than, than in litigation. Uh, and, and, and in business, it's, it's uh, quite common, especially in international business. So these are, are the basically the, the two main consensual, adjudicative, and then we have a negotiation, mediation, litigation, arbitration. And if you want to have arbitration, you need to, to put it into a contract because otherwise you're in the, in the courts. You have to agree on it.
so in arbitration, the arbitration tribunal um, says something, and this is then binding because I signed the contract that I adhere to that. Yes, because uh, so it, it is that you agree on arbitration, and then the arbitrator is like a judge who imposes a solution, which means that it's not a, a built on consensus between the parties, but it's imposed on the parties the solution, and it's enforceable because you have given to the arbitral tribunal the power to make this kind of decisions in your case. And then the practical benefits would be that it's secret also and secret. faster. Often it's, it's, it's faster than it's faster, it's, it's secret, it's private, so it, you, it's not public, people cannot attend uh, and, and it's, it's faster than litigation. How can you prevent these legal disputes? So uh, it depends on the dispute or on the conflict uh, at stake. Uh, so first it starts with uh, an uh, analysis what kind of conflicts there might be in this kind of situation. So it might be that uh, there are different forms. It, there might be conflicts that, uh, that relate, for instance, to uh, uh, data conflicts that people think that they have not the same data or the, the same evaluation uh, method or the, these kind of things, then there might be uh, conflicts about about uh, different interests and goals or relational conflicts that, or communication conflicts. So it depends very much on the conflict. So uh, first of all, you should uh, analyze, can analyze what kind of conflicts there might be in your uh, company. For instance, if you have uh, employment disputes, they, they usually start from uh, because there is a relation or communication problem in the in the company, people don't uh, the employees or the, the partners don't feel treated with respect or they don't talk to each other and it, that's very common. So then then you have a different kind of resolution method than if you a way to prevent the dispute than in other in other kind of conflicts. Uh, you also have then like. Uh, if there is, for instance, a structure, a, a conflict that concerns the structure, structural issues, for instance, in uh, in the video from Manne, we will talk about uh, corporate governance, how clear it should be that, for instance, if you create a, a situation where there are easily deadlock, uh, deadlocks and people cannot decide, it's unclear who has the power, this may create conflict and you can address this through corporate governance uh, design. Uh, you can have uh, also address uh, conflicts through contracts, that contract design that everybody knows and we, and, and, uh, we have Jaco uh, and, and Matti who talk about contracts and they will explain that it is very important that the parties know what's, what they are agreeing to, what the, their obligations are. So these are kind of tools that you can use to prevent uh, that conflicts will arise. And then it's of course very important to have a documentation. So, and that it's everything is clear and transparent to everybody that is involved. So in essence, you need to be fair and it needs to look like it's fair now. And also when you look back from the future, it needs to look that everything was done in a fair way. It, it should be done the fair way. But I also want to stress that you, you should 
even if you try to be fair and try to involve everybody and talk and everything, there should still be uh, like the legal as a backup if it <laughs> doesn't work the way you, you imagined it would work. So this is what we have. The legal is the default system. If, if, uh, if it doesn't work the way you want, then we have the legal side where it really needs to be clear what, what happens and, and how it, how, how it is done. So we should not be, uh, the entrepreneur shouldn't be too naive and think it, it works out like this and, and gentleman agreements and we don't need to, because we talk so nicely. So no problem. Uh, but there, there should be the, the, the legal backup. Thank you for sharing your wisdom and insights so far. But what are the key takeaways you want the viewers to remember out of this discussion? First thing they should think about that legal disputes come from somewhere. It's an escalation. How do, can I address the, the conflict? Second is proactive approach. And the third is, and we haven't talked much about this, is that we have different systems and the solution needs to address these different systems. And um, there can, for instance, a conflict might also be in the media. So you need also to talk to the media and to, to see how this works out uh, and, and, and solve the conflict there and handle it there, not only on the legal side. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.